welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jacket scene podcast. What up? My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we got my guy, Happy Duck. We got my guy, Owen. We got my guy, William. We got my guy, Wyatt. Welcome to the show, everyone. CBJ! CBJ! Hell yeah. You know, I uh, I made that intro 15 seconds uh, longer just for you as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm joking. But, um, yeah, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you for being here as well as all of our viewers. Thank you for viewing. Appreciate it. All of our listeners, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been quite a busy time. It's starting to really heat up. Uh, there is hockey. We don't, we, uh, I think we already had hockey by the last uh, episode, but um, it's really gotten weird. And we finally, uh, I think we, uh, you know, have moved on from the uh, preseason drama that is, doesn't, isn't, isn't an issue anymore. It happened before training camp, even. So, whatever, you know. No, none of that drama out there. Anyway, how are you guys all doing? You guys got any brewskis? Speaking of. Um, I had a sweet tea a couple days ago. Like <laughs> one of those, uh, like like a hard tea or like just like regular old brewed sweet it was, tea? Um, it was one of those twisted teas, but they make them 8% now. Oh, yeah. So oh. I saw one. I tried just it. Just the alcoholics. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just Irish. It, that's no excuse. It's the same thing. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Texas. Right, I'm, I'm just cracking an angry or crisp apple. Two apples in every bottle it says on there. No ad here, but, you know, just reading what the label says. Uh, you know, I've had it before. I give these a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, the only reason I get them is be, is when they don't have my absolute favorite, which is Strongbow, um, you know. But uh, second favorite, Cider Geist by Ryan Geist. But uh, I, those are hard to come by where I live sometimes. So yeah, seven out of ten. It's a decent, okay. decent brew. Okay. Ryan okay. Geist is an Ohio beer based in Cincinnati. I've actually Hell seen yeah. the, I've actually seen some of those at the Walmart by my house in Illinois. Nice. That's cool. Like, yeah, oh. you're not too terribly far away. I mean, you're yeah, a good distance, good drive, but I could get there in one day. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, that's cool. A little taste of uh, Cincinnati in, in uh, Walmart in Illinois. I can also <laughs> get I can also get the Kansas Skyline chili there. So that's pretty. Oh nice yeah. Too. That's interesting. Yeah. Surprised all of that is, is actually that that nationwide. Oh, that's awesome. Good for them. I mean, good for Cincinnati. I love, I love Ryan guys. I hope they do yeah. continue to spread and do well. So um, as many people are aware, uh, there is currently a Blue Jackets preseason game going on right this moment. Uh, we're maybe like, you know, talk a, a little bit about it here and there. Um, but, you know, if uh, if I happen to cheer or swear loudly, my apologize. My I apologize. My apologies. I have yeah. combined those two words, um, but yeah, they're playing the uh, they're playing the Blues tonight again. No, they're playing Sabres. Buffalo Sabers. Okay, so they're playing the Sabers. Um, who they recently lost three to four against. Um, it was a well fought battle. It was a good overall a good game. 
I wasn't necessarily bad about it. If they lose, but they play a good game, it's so much better than just losing to fucking lose like last year. But um, yeah, you know, we're moving Plus on. Plus, it's preseason. Yeah, and it's preseason. The, the the people that are out there. So from what I've understood, the tonight's roster is going to be primarily an NHL group. Um, we'll go over this in a little bit, but there has been a lot of send downs, people leaving training camp and whatnot. Um, then the more recent game uh, against the Blues, we won five to three. Um, what do you guys think about uh, the goalkeeping that that game? What do you guys think of Jet Greaves? It's a small sample size. Obviously, he, it was that one game that he played last season, and it was a small sample size, but he looked good, and obviously he's shown he can be good with the Monsters and looks like he's continuing that trajectory so far this training camp and preseason, and if he keeps it up, you feel a little bit better about the goaltending situation that the Blue Jackets Absolutely. have so that, you know, as it currently stands now, you have Elvis Merzlikens, Danil Tarasov, Aaron Dell, Spencer Smith, plus uh, Jet Grieve. So you have some depth there, which is good. It's but making me feel again, a little better. A little. You, yeah, you do feel a little bit better. And But again, I would prefer Jet Grieve stay down in Cleveland. Let him cook, and when he's ready, pull him up. Um, yeah. And that's that's what the Spencer's Spencer, you know, the Spencer move was about just getting some depth in a guy that you know that's played in the NHL and has won some games to have him play there. And it's interesting to see that he's continuing uh, this good play. And then I saw a tweet from Aaron Portsline that said that they updated Dmitry Voronkov's uh, height and weight. <laughs> this is pretty funny. I like it. Oh my God! The dude is a big boy. He's six five two forty. I'll say that again. He's six five two forty. He's a grown NHL ready man. That dude is a Chad. He's a tank. Good luck NHL trying to screw with that. Park his ass in front of the net and have fun with that because that dude is going to be a tank and just a pain in the ass for other teams to deal with. And you read the scouting reports, he's basically seen as a, you know, slightly big, a, you know, bigger version slash slightly better version of Boone Jenner, which is pretty damn good. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm really excited to see that guy. Isn't there some sort of like deal where you like, if he doesn't play so many NHL games here by like a certain time? No, the, the, deal, the deal, the deal is, is that they have, they, the Blue Jackets can put him in the minors, but it, he has to be out by the end of December. And if he's not, he can go back to Russia. So yeah, my get him used to the American ice. Yeah, my suspicion is, my if I had to take a guess, my suspicion is is that the Blue Jackets are going to do what they did with Kirill Marchenko and do the same thing for Dmitry Baranov. Is stick him down there for a few games, and when he's ready, you you pull him up. And then the play that really stands out to me about that I saw it going all over Twitter of Dmitry Voronkov is he led to one of the goals in the preseason game against the Blues where he just uses – he takes the – it's a board battle along the wall. He takes the puck away, and he just uses his size, his 6'5", 240, to box a dude out 
and the other guy, the Blues defender didn't even have a chance to get the puck back, and then he passes it to Danforth, and Danforth scores. It was a great play. Oh, yeah, so it appears, sorry, the game just started. It appears that Patrick Laine is the center for John Gaudreau and Kirill Marchenko. That is the top line right now, the first line right now. So I'm excited for that, man. Um, did you guys Let's see go. Jacob Voracek's tweet about Patrick yeah. Laine? He has he, faith in him, I dude. I mean, hey, what? Lion? No, it, it was, was me. I said I didn't see the oh, tweet. Didn't see oh, okay. wait, wait, what did you um, say? So, yeah, Jacob Voracek basically tweeted out that uh, said that he could see Patrick Line fitting in this position and doing well. I'm paraphrasing that. Yeah. But oh. just cool to hear from you know, an old teammate. Well, really cool. He has a little inside knowledge that a lot of people don't have, considering that he played with them during the 2000, actually, both last two seasons, 2021 2022 season, and then this past season. So he has a little inside knowledge on what it's like playing with Patrick Line. And yeah. when I heard that this Patrick Line center thing was still going on, a pop thought popped in my head like, man, this Patrick Line center thing, the experiment continues. There truly must be something to it that it keeps happening between the two games last season and then all this stuff where he keeps being put in center, whether it be in the training camp or all these preseason games, and he's looked actually pretty good. So it makes you kind of wonder if it'll, you know, if this will continue into the regular season. If it does and it looks good, then damn, the Blue Jackets have something there because he does look more motivated and to be better and yeah. maybe really give him something to work at more yeah. too. So just like maybe that's those. just yeah. what he needed because he when he got hurt for that took him out for the rest of this past season, he told Pat uh, Jeff Rimmer and uh jody shelley that he's gonna get that that he wanted to fight for that center spot that he was gonna do his best to get it basically that he was gonna get it paraphrasing and then his best buddy is alexander barkov a good center for obviously the florida panthers and so it'll be interesting and he was watching some of his games and he thought he played good and he's been learning from him so that'll be interesting to see how uh it goes because if it can work, then you got a dude that's like Patrick Lyon that's big and he's a center and like wow, that can work yeah. out and work so, out and good. Also, real quick and some Jacob Voracek news. Congrats to him for being uh, a new coach of the one and only NHL legend Yarmir Yeager um, for HC uh, Cladno, which is uh, Voracek's home to his, his birth uh, place. So. Chaboba Hub 24, what's up, my guy? How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Are you watching yeah. the uh, preseason game right now? Yes. Let us know. So, Owen, Owen, you got any thoughts on any of this stuff we've talked about so far? I mean, line A at center is a small sample size, but, I mean, this is what the preseason's for. He wants to give it a go, and I bet you they've been working on it in practice and it seems like something logical for his size and his build that, you know, maybe since he's become more defensively responsible and a little bit more of a playmaker coming to Columbus that he can move to center and take on the responsibility rather than, you know, play the wing and be let off with some things, you know? Right. Yeah. And feel pigeonholed just to do this one thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I heard it being talked about um, that there might be going to like a some sort of like positionless kind of uh, system. Well, it wouldn't be necessarily surprising because when uh, John Tortorella was the coach, he often did that with you know Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, basically calling them a rover. Basically, like, yeah, technically speaking, you're a defenseman, but we're not calling you a defenseman, and we're just going to ask you to just play all over the ice and just pick your spots when to go aggressive on the offense and when to be aggressive on the defense and when to stay back and play more conservative and more smart on defense and stuff like that. And that's basically what they wanted out of those two people to be more of like a rover and just pick your spots when to be more aggressive on defense, when to be more aggressive on offense, and when to step back and be on offense, when to step back on defense and play more smart defensively or more smart offensively. So it would be interesting to see if that kind of trend would continue. I think it is, to be honest, because I've seen um, Marcus Bjork isn't a right-side defenseman, (laughs) but I think he was on the right side. Yeah, for one of the preseason games, and I was talking to my friends like, "Who do you want to see on the right side?" And of course, me saying Marcus, he was like, "Okay, now who do you really want to see?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, he can do it. Marcus has the puck moving skills and everything, and he's still on the roster. He hasn't been sent down. He's listed as a right D. Is he listed as a right, right D? Right defenseman. Yeah, according to Cat Friendly, which does not have Jake being updated yet. Um." Jake Bean is, is uh, from what I've understood, he's in this game right now tonight. I could have sworn he was left. Well, he could have swapped positions or cap friendly had it differently. It's very it's always possible. Always uh, possible. But that's one person that probably surprises a lot of people with and his skills. He could be a good third pairing guy. Yeah. Now it, it it's possible. Well, um, so real quick, let's just go over it too. Let's go over some of the sendowns and, sh- and shit because, uh, you know, as Cat Friendly has it listed, the roster size is 24 of 23 right now. Someone has to go yet. There's actually multiple people who um, have to go because we have some non-roster people that got to maybe figure it out, you know? So I'll, right. I'll list these here. Oh, yeah, hold on. Chubba Hub says, not watch at the moment. Listen to us. So they cook ahi tuna steaks. Nice. Potatoes and asparagus on the griddle for dinner for the fam. Excellent. Well, hey, thanks for listening in. Um, I will tell you, since you're not listening, the Jackets just scored a goal. <laughs> like, uh, as I looked over, uh, it looks like Patrick Laine uh, is going for the high fives there uh, by the bench. So I think he scored. I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. Here we go. Replay. Yeah. Uh, Gaudreau behind the net. Line, eh? Boom, right in front. Easy. Easy. Ah, I want to see that more. Um, so recall assignments. Here's the people who have been sent down to the minors or their junior team. Uh Mikhail Pitya, Shamo Nazco, Luca Del Bell Belez, Cameron Butler, all old Julian Georgific Home, Tyler Angle Angle, and Nolan Lalonde sent back to his junior team. So that is uh two, four, six, the seven players. Um, and um, we still have currently professional tryouts. We have uh, Stefan Mateau, Aaron Dell, 
and you know uh coming off ir yet because it's not i don't know if it's counting that as uh roster as jake bean and we also picked up spencer martin the vancouver Canucks off of waivers my god nice nice little pickup (laughs) owens guy owens jersey guy. why is he your guy um, I think he had a decent time for a team that, you know, didn't give him a lot of support in Vancouver. It's kind of similar to Elvis. So he'll be I used think, to it. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> like I think if our defense has tightened up the way that I think it has, um, we will probably have, um, a lot better season from Elvis, but also probably Spencer Martin, because I think he's brought in just because of Tarasov being completely made of glass sadly sorry i did not hear any of that um so yeah we still got some people that we that need to be cut uh tim bernie is still an rfa still no deal made we have till december when we know but like shit figure it out um mm-hmm. nick blankenberg is waivers exempt Kirill Marchenko, waivers exempt. Kent Johnson, waivers exempt. Adam Fantilli, waivers exempt. We have four people who I think should and will make the team, but for ease of access, for exemptions of of waivers, could we see them move back and forth a little bit? I don't know that I would love to see it, but uh, we also have a bunch of uh, waivers exempt uh, non-roster here. Let me go over the non-roster here real quick too. Um, These are the people who are still at camp. Um, who I didn't talk about was sent down. So Hunter McCown, he's not been sent out yet. Cole Sillinger, where is he going to start? Cleveland, Columbus. Where should he start? Cleveland, Columbus. Well, uh, with Dmitry Voronkov, uh, still in training camp. Uh, Jordan Dumai, he's also in the camp as well. Uh, Cameron Butler, never mind. He's, it says signed here. My yeah. bad. Um, James Malatesta. Training camp. Uh, Chinikov, Josh Dunn, Trey Fix Wolanski, Carson Meyer, and Brendan Gantz. Those are forwards still in training camp. A lot of these guys, they're going to have to. There's not room. They, we only have, yeah. and the roster is already more than full. Uh, then we got Kuhlman's, Yurchek, Matejchek, uh, Svozel, Bjork, Christensen, and Sweezy, Billy Sweezy. So we, we know some of these guys are, are Cleveland uh, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. Um, Let's go from the top down real quick. Uh, I'm going to start up here in the on the roster. People, all right, all these guys we're, we've already talked about. So, Bemstrom Foodie, after seeing them in preseason games, I know it's only preseason, but what do you guys think? Are they in? Are they out? Yeah, what do you think, Owen? <laughs> <laughs> God, there's no, there's no reason for me to say why he shouldn't be on the roster, but Bemstrom shouldn't be on the roster in my opinion. But then again, like, I don't know. It's just because we've given him so many opportunities. He lights the lamp in preseason and then does hardly anything offensively during the season. I mean, he's good for the back check and for the lower lines, but so I would be a better uh, healthy scratch or better for the monsters. Well, I think he's better for the monsters, personally, but he probably will end up a healthy scratch just because he has something on Yarmo. Yeah. <laughs> some, some Scandinavian guys, dude. Uh, what keeps Ben Strum 
still here is that he's good defensively and you cannot deny it. he has that really good shot where he can shoot the puck and score goals like crazy. It's just more of a consistency. Yeah. Thing. Can he do it on a consistent basis? And, you know, when given the chance to play a lot with the monsters this past season, he was actually pretty damn good. And there's been moments in previous preseasons, including this one where he's looked good in previous moments during the regular season where he's looked good with the blue jackets, but can you put it all together? I'm interested to see if he does make the team. What can he do under a coach like Pascal Vincent that's shown that he can develop talent and is more open to the more offensive style of a game if he does uh, make it. But between the two, between him and Foodie, I would rather pick uh, Liam Foodie because, in my opinion, I think Liam Foodie has a higher chance. Bemstrom just scored. Oh, ah! Look at that. What the fuck? How about that? We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Emil Benstrom live on the show, and then he, he can't keep getting away sport. with it. He can't. He's doing just he's breadcrumbing. He's doing just enough to keep it keep you trailed along. Just enough. <laughs> It just isn't also, something. I've been seeing these uh, the Sabers pushing around Fantilli a lot tonight. That's got to stop. Like someone's gonna come he's, out. He's got to push back. Yeah. So and I would. Someone needs to drop the gloves. Drop the gloves. But point being, yeah. I point being, I'd say this is that if I had to pick, I'd probably would rather have Foodie because I Foodie, as it currently stands, in my opinion, has a higher chance of getting picked off of waivers. And I would rather, you know, risk Benstrom than Foodie because Foodie has potential and he's shown he can be a good player. And my opinion, he's probably a cheaper Eric Robinson replacement. Robinson, the only thing he has over him is that he's bigger, but he's just about as fast as him. And Foodie actually shoots and doesn't miss the net as much. So that's something. Breakout season for Bems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy says, I, I don't know who this guy is. Bjork Swag. I hope he makes me eat shit for real. Okay. Um, <laughs> swag. Uh, interesting. Uh, whoever that shit fetish. Was. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we talked about Bems. We talked a little bit about foodie. Um, so now there's, um, there's two to me. There's two to three questionable defensemen because we also have to think about David Yurchek. And then we also are going to have to think about, um, for uh, forwards, we're going to have to think about Voronkov. So, real quick, the two that are currently on roster, that are, I'm sorry, the two or three that are on roster, I'm not 100% about. Tim Burney, he's not mm-hmm. signed yet, so we'll see. Uh, and Nick Blankenberg. It pains me to say, I absolutely want to see him on this roster all 82 games. Three games? 82? 83? Um, I want to see him have a great year and and be able to play in as many of those games as possible. But will we? No. Because his why he is in a cat. Nick Blankenberg is, like we said many times in the show, is that he's just kind of in a tough situation where it's like a catch 22 because 
he is here where he currently is with the Blue Jackets because of his balls to the wall, 100% never give up attitude. And that's why he's here. That's why he's good. And that's what got him here. But on the flip side of that, it's all that it's also because of that 100% balls to the wall, never quit attitude is why he gets hurt because of that attitude that puts him in situations where he unfortunately gets hurt. And if he could just learn to just kind of just dial that back just a bit, he'd be okay, but he hasn't gotten quite to that point yet. And if he still has that 100% balls to the wall, never quit attitude, then he's going to be in a situation to where he'll play some games for the Blue Jackets and then get hurt again and then lose out on another chance. His best chance might be just play some games for the Monsters. You'll get more minutes and then prove yourself. And if you're ready, the Blue Jackets will pull you up and you'll get your shot. Uh, Oh, yeah. So this is a good moment to do the uh, ad. Uh, so nothing of value was lost with what I was saying. Uh, we're just going to do the ad. I'm going to run this little uh, promo video real quick, and then I'll, I have to read it again this week. I did not get to, a chance to record it. So see you on the other side of this. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five on down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 bonus uh, bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call Whitehart Gambler or visit www.whitehartgambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas license, licensee partner, Golden uh, Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So go do that. Go do some bets. Normally yeah. we talk a little bit about the NFL here, but I don't really want to at the moment because there's a uh, there's a lot more I want to get through here tonight. Yeah. Um. So res- uh, we went. Bet responsibly, whether that be in like Ohio State or the <laughs> Bengals or the Browns or the Blue Jackets and so much more this year. Um. <laughs> yeah, don't bet on the Bengals right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I said responsibly, but anyways. Um, yeah. So uh, one of these three goalies will be, or one of these four goalies, uh, two of these four goalies, shit, um, are going to be on the team. Two are going to be down somewhere. 
maybe only one's gonna be down somewhere. Shit, they could uh, Aaron Dell's contract could just be he could be screwed out of a contract here with Sensor Martin coming in. Um, but uh, so but Ellis Merlikens and Tarasov as a probably our one and two. Uh, our three now probably being Spencer Martin. Mm-hmm. The fourth possibly being Aaron Dell. Because wouldn't you rather keep Greaves down, like they're starting one down in uh, Cleveland rather than pulling him back and forth all the time? Right. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they need Aaron Dell for Cleveland then. You know, uh, AHL isn't a bad way to go, I suppose. Um, what do you guys think? Are those four candidates? We know Greaves is probably down there. I like. I don't I like think that. you bring. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Kev. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Owen. Oh, I don't think you bring in Spencer Martin to send him to Cleveland. Mm-mm. But then again, we picked him up off waivers, so that's very fair. Yeah, that's actually um, a good point because you you'd probably have to put him on waivers again to send him down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. So, like, what's the point in doing that? And Dell could be a good guy in Cleveland just to help Greaves and Lalonde or whoever else they got down there. Greaves and Terry? Yeah. Feasibly. Yeah. Especially if Martin can be the reliable backup to Merz Lincoln's or – it, it, my hopes and dreams that Spencer Martin becomes the savior of this franchise as the starter. I mean, he had 29 <laughs> games played for the Canucks last year. That's a pretty good chunk of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, I uh, you know, with a 3.99 goals against average, we've seen that. 0.871, we've seen that. Remember, but remember, you know, with the defense, Canucks, the Canadian well, Blue Jackets of last year. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, you know when we go look at the look at his AHL numbers though he he had a 2.43 uh goals against and, and a 0.916 percentage like that's really good so if uh he can bring that up to the NHL level we might have a reliable backup right it's a good some good points Owen. um so yeah that's uh Goalkeepers. Uh, we had we didn't even get to talk about Jake Bean. I forgot he's on IR. He get he gets he gets to play today, and that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be a big thing for him because this is a kind of, in my opinion, more of another big audition for him because he you know he played first season was 2021-2022 season and had his moments where he looked good and including two goals game-winning goals in overtime that helped the Blue Jackets, you know, win those games. And, you know, this past season had some moments where he looked good, but then he got hurt. And the season that the Blue Jackets just had, if he didn't get hurt, that would have been a perfect audition for him to show what he had. But unfortunately, he didn't get that chance. And then to start out training camp, and the preseason, you're hurt, so you don't get to show what you got in the training camp and the preseason games, and that could potentially hurt him. But now this is his chance because, you know, 
who's to say that if it doesn't go well for him, that he may have lost out on his spot and someone else takes it. Or if he does good in the rem- remainder of the training camp slash preseason games, then he get can, gets to have his spot because it's interesting who, to see what he can do. Who does he move out? You know? That's um, a good question. This is where it's getting really tough for the, the Jackets. And, and uh, you know, I think this is where the – the, like the only people who truly will know are the players and the coaches. Right. Uh, they're really they're gonna know who is deserving of it. Um, I think this is also for the Blue Jackets an incredibly great position to be in. This is right. gonna create competition amongst the players. People are gonna be battling for that spot. It's no one's like it's not really your fault if you're not in a spot you're just not that guy mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not like oh you're getting punished by going to the ahl it's like oh fuck no. you dude you're blowing no. it it's like you're there because there's not room try harder and maybe you'll get there because yeah. now we gotta talk about two other guys that we haven't barely talked about and that's yegor chinikov cole sillinger there's actually another one here that I have to talk about too. But what about Cole? Where is he going to start? The way, I mean, he get, he did get he has been playing in more preseason games recently, and obviously the training camp a little bit. And he did get the goal, a goal against the Blues in the preseason game. And it was a great play by them, great passing, just quick passing, then a quick kind of like pass one timer right in front of the net. To the slot and he shoots it and he scores so that's credit on him for doing that a good play by the Blue Jackets but you know part of me wonders if maybe they because he doesn't need waivers maybe they put him off with Cleveland and say hey you played pretty good in Cleveland last season and let's see if you can continue and keep that going because an interesting thing that I saw Pascal Vincent talk about in one of his press conferences recently is that he does not want to pull people up when they're ready. He wants players to get to the point to where that they're so damn good and just dominating down in the minors that they're over ready and that you have no choice but to call them, but to call them up. And I wonder about that if that's going to happen to Cole Sillinger, but also Yegor Chinikov. And it's not even going to be Yegor Chinikov's fault if that happens. Because, you know, he was playing good this past season on that second line and probably would have continued it the entire season, but he gets hurt, and that's the end of that. And then he starts off training camp hurt again, so he really hasn't had a shot to really show what he's got. And if he gets sent down, well, it's like, well, it's not your fault. It's just you just hurt, and you kind of missed out on your opportunity. But show us what you got in the minor leagues because – he did play in the minor leagues with the monsters before it was a small sample size, but he looked good there. So if he could continue that. So that's my thinking on that is I wonder if those guys just get sent down to the monsters. Cause those guys are top six type of people that should be playing first line, second line minutes. And right now, as it currently stands, it doesn't look like they're going to get that with the blue jackets. It'd probably be better suited to stick them with the monsters and, when they're ready, you pull them up just like they did with Krill Marchenko. Yeah. You know, I don't think we've seen the best of Chinikov yet. 
I truly yeah. believe in this kid. I think that the 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 injury he had was so unfortunate. But, but seriously, I mean, just seeing the way he performed in other leagues and and watching the little bit of what he did in the NHL, I just feel like there's big things for this dude if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I I uh, you know I, I actually have you know not that I don't have faith in Cole Sillinger, but I, you know he's only twenty. Yeah, Trina yeah. only twenty two, so it's not like they're not developing still. It's just you know maybe they were tried they were just a little bit in over their heads, but we also were so injured last year that they were you know were able to get more playing time as well up here. Um, so yeah, they're both at training camp now. Here's um two others that are still at training camp that we have to talk about real quick. Um, besides Dmitry Voronkov, that's gonna be. We already talked about that a bit. Well, we think he's going to be on Cleveland a little bit, developing, and then come back up. But um, Joshua Dunn. Probably (laughs) monsters. Right. Carson Meyer. Meyer's been really good this season. Yeah, see, the thing is, is probably probably, – that's a 50-50 for me because the way he's been playing – you see it in the training camp. He looks good. You see it in the preseason games, and he looks good. And honestly, he had a sim- he had a similar story as a lot of players this past season, where they had their moment. They start playing a lot of games, and they looked really good. And probably would have took off from there and took a whole new big step for their development and become better players. But you know, they unfortunately get hurt or something else happens, and then that takes them out of that. And so, and then it looks like he's continued where he left off. So it's like, maybe, maybe monsters, but he's played so good in the training camp. You see in the training camp, he looks good in the preseason games. He looks good. And it's like, maybe he might just have a better shot this time. And he was the last guy to get cut last season. And the only yeah. reason that was is because waivers. They didn't want to send down Benstrom and then other people and risk losing them. So he was basically just right there, almost there. So maybe that maybe this year is his year where he just makes it right out of right out of you know training camp. Yeah. Well, and these guys I've just mentioned are all non-roster guys. So you do mm-hmm. make a great point there as to risking. Like we would be risking Foodie. We would be risking Benstrom. We uh, sending them down. They're not waivers exempt. There's only four waivers exempt players currently on roster. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know James Malatesta. I think he's a, an amazing player. Tw- also 20 years old. Maybe we'll see him if some injuries happen this year. But I'm kind of thinking Cleveland. Um, Jordan yeah. Dumay, uh also just a little bit of development. They're amazing players. They're really great. Uh, that's why they're where they are at all. But you know. Cleveland. Just, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. He, most, if they don't get the waiver ex- exemption, they're going to have to send them back to the, 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 the Quebec Major League up in Canada. So, um, for whom again? Dumay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. That is true. So, they're going to have to figure out something out with that. Uh, then also, um, Oh, who was I just looking at just a second ago? Uh, oh, one of my favorite short kings, TFW, Trey fix Dude, I think he, he'd be a great player to give like some like lower like amount of minutes to on the Blue Jackets. 
you know, like he's, uh, you know, he's 24, so pretty, pretty young, but like, uh, you know, I think uh, he, he doesn't benefit as much from being down on the monsters as maybe, you know, like we talked about Ch- Chinikov getting those top line minutes in a s- little bit lower league. Yeah. Whereas we could give someone like Trey Fix Lansky, like bottom line minutes in a bigger league. You know, it's possible. Yeah. I like him. I, um, who scored for Buffalo? I do not know. I was not. Zemson, Zemkins, Gergensons. No, really? Go. Hey, say that ten times fast. Um, your furniture starts floating. Um, shit. Uh, so yeah, man. There's a there's a lot of arguments to be had here yet too. Um, so that's that's just the forwards. All right. So now we talked about Blankenberg. We talked about a little bit about Bernie. It's I mean, I, I there's so many people that they do not have to rush to sign anything with with him. If he doesn't find something somewhere else, then he's just going to have to take whatever their off their qualifying offer was. So, mm-hmm. still at training camp. Um, like I said, we talked about Blanks and Bernie because um, pretty much Boquist, Peak, Gabranson, Provorov, Severson, uh, Wrensky. Those are our six defensemen. Yes. Do you think Boquist can be replaced by any of these guys? Mm-hmm. Blankenberg, Bernie, Marcus mm-hmm. uh, Pulmans, Marcus Bjork. David Yurichek. Hey. I think David Yurichek would benefit as well, like you said about Chinikov, maybe yeah. a little bit more. He's only nineteen. Yeah. Let him let him run, let him steamroll people in the AHL. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, there's no doubt in your mind this guy has to be called up. Let him get defenseman of the year. <laughs> right, and then come win things here. Um, so then we still have uh, Dent Matejchuk, you know, also nineteen, also waivers exempt. Um, Nazco, George Holm, both 21. Uh, oh, wait, they're already in the minors. Never mind. Uh, sorry. Uh, Svozel, Svozel, Stanislav Svozel. I think he played pretty good. I, I would not be surprised to see him getting some minutes this year. Um, I think he starts um, in Cleveland, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, the it's such a full roster right now yeah. that. So then these next few. So you your boy here, Mark Marcus Bjork, their whole reason you're able to continue using Bjorkstrand. Um Bjorkswag, sorry. Dude. Yeah. What about I'm hanging on. <laughs> Dude, I mean so we uh we'd have like we normally have like eight rostered defensemen, right? It's so, like there's like two healthy scratches, something every night. So. Um so uh Bernie, we can pretty much at this moment. Has anyone heard anything about him even being at camp or anything? So this is what I – what's what I heard is this is – I saw this is that he is at training camp, so that's good. He's not holding out. But also I see that he's been playing in the training camp and preseason games, and I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, how is he doing that? Because, yeah, he doesn't have a contract. The Blue Jackets did give him – a qualifying offer. He said no to it, but so he shouldn't, technically speaking, he shouldn't be allowed to be playing in the games. But then I look, I saw this on Twitter. Um, I think with Aaron Portsline or one of the other Blue Jackets writers said this on Twitter. We referred to that guy. Which, which is um, because the Blue Jackets gave him the qualifying offer, they still own his rights and they can still use him for the preseason games. Okay. So he'd still be probably on like their 
Because I'm sure they have to have some, probably like on like their insurance and stuff like that. I thought that's yeah. why the PTOs were needed for like yeah. certain reasons like that. Like, you know, if you get knocked out, Ben Harper, you know, at least you have you know, a contract, a little bit of a contract. But interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I do, uh, we expect to see him here? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's a great player, but I think that he was on the roster the entire season last year because. Yeah. Everyone was hurt. Yeah. Under normal, sir, it's a credit to him. He played pretty good for the Blue Jackets. I liked what I saw from them. He did good in Cleveland with the Monsters, and I like what he saw from the Blue Jackets. But you're absolutely right, Hefty Duck, because under normal circumstances, he is spending the entire season on, you know, in Cleveland with the Monsters and would have been better in some ways, you know, would have been better for his development, but he did get some good learning experience that can with the Blue Jackets that can also be good for his, you know, development. But yeah, the Blue Jackets have until December for well, Tim Bernie and the Blue Jackets have until December first to sign the contract, and if they don't do that, and it's December second, then Tim Bernie cannot play for the Blue Jackets or in the NHL for this upcoming season, and he would have to go play somewhere else. But because the Blue Jackets gave him his qualifying offer, the following season, if he did come over and play again, the Blue Jackets would get first dibs to try and sign him. A similar situation happened with Lucas Sedlak after the 2016-2017 season, where he was a restricted free agent at the time, and the Blue Jackets gave him his qualifying offer, Lucas Sedlak said no, and he went to go play over in Russia. And there was a couple of seasons ago where he came back, and because of that, the Blue Jackets had first dibs at signing him. The Blue Jackets chose not to do it. He went to go play for Colorado, but because they gave him that offer, they gave him he had first dibs. And it would be a similar thing with Tim Burney. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not sure that we need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it it would be nice to have, but it's it's one of those, like, we can we can take it or you can leave yeah. it. It's whatever at this point because we have yet. We talked about Christensen a little bit. Um, you know, someone who I wish that we could see more here, but because he gets a lot of minutes in the AHL, um, but there's a reason for it, is Billy Sweezy. Uh, one tough motherfucker. Um, I think if you know Olivier is uh, is hurt or something, that's the guy we should probably bring up. Uh, he is a defenseman, sure, but you know we then we'd have at least a second guy we could put on the ice other than Goodbranson to be out there um, as well. So you know I think we're going to see him on on Cleveland. Uh, another person I didn't mention for the forwards that is a is a, is a nice to have uh, is Brendan Gantz. Um, you know, when he's healthy, he's a, he's a fantastic player. So that's uh, other than uh, Jack Greaves, who we talked about being on, on Cleveland. I mean, that's about that's about everybody. You know, uh, everyone who's still non-roster, other than maybe Voronkov, I, I don't really see any of these guys coming onto the roster. You could... You could potentially make a case for Denton Matejchuk and how he's played in the training camp in the preseason, or a year check, or a year check. But 
But the thing, but Denton Matejcik is in the same situation that Jordan Dumay is in. That it probably would be better suited to get him a waiver so he can play in Cleveland with the Monsters. If not, he'd have to go back and play in Canada in the junior leagues. And on and you know, honestly, it would be preferred if he played in Cleveland, but wouldn't be the end of the world because. Not that long ago, the Blue Jackets were in a similar situation with Pierre-Luc Dubois, where he, when the Blue Jackets drafted him, he was coming off a 98-point season. And you could, they played him a little bit in the preseason and the training camp, the, pre, the training camp and the preseason games and everything. And you could tell that, you know, there's some good moments where he looked good, but he just wasn't quite ready. Probably would have been better suited to play in Cleveland but they just couldn't do it, so they had to send him back to go play in juniors. And honestly, he actually played pretty good in juniors, and looking back on it, that extra season in juniors helped him out because the following season, the 2017-2018 season, he comes back, plays in the training, the training camp and the preseason games, and he looks good, and he gets himself a spot on the Blue Jackets. And ever since that point, he never, you know, got sent back and he was always on the blue jackets until they traded him. So maybe something similar, like minus the trading thing, maybe something similar like that happens for Matejchuk and Dumay where you I send them do. back, you don't want to have to, but they ultimately helps out their development and they come back the next year, even better and stronger. And where they just get to the point to where you make it so that there's no possible way that you're sending them back, that you have to put them on the team and they earn a spot. Yeah. So here's something really interesting as well to maybe think about. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets projected cap space now that we signed Spencer Martin um, and the possibility of signing Aaron Dell or Stefan Mateau. Like, we'll, we'll see about that. Once again, maybe nice to have, but also yeah. maybe nice to know you. I don't know. Um, projected cap space $3,966,667. Um, I think that puts us in a great position because that could be another nice contract. We are so stacked right now. I want to see a lot of these young prospects come through, but there's also some people that could be used as some nice pieces, um, such as, you know, uh, Trafix Wolanski, such as Carson Meyer, such as, you know, like... <laughs> Some, some other people who have proven themselves a bit in the NHL uh, and, and you know we could we could throw out another pretty big contract yet to somebody yep. you know um and, and it, it would cave. still um <laughs> uh, I don't know man after we went down on the Bangkok route we really want to go on the ping you know happy duck you mentioned using guys potentially to get to get something. I've seen this pop up for a bit now on Twitter is that I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand where people are coming from, which is from a trying to get something standpoint. There are a couple guys you could look at the blue jackets roster and say, yeah, I could that they could use that guy to get something. I potentially, you know, I could understand why I probably wouldn't like it, but I would understand why 
And one of the guys that comes to mind that I've seen pop up on Twitter for a bit now in regards to that is Adam Boquist. And the was, reason absolutely. And the yeah, and the reason being, and when you read some of the stuff that pops up on Twitter, it makes you know, you see it pop up on Twitter and it makes sense, which is this. Adam Boquist is still a young dude. He's still developing, and he's a young up-and-coming defenseman that's shown that he can play up and down the lineup, first line, second line, third line, fourth line, whatever, and he's he's good offensively. He's getting better defensively. He's good on the power play. He has a good shot. He's proved it with the, the, the two seasons he's been with the Blue Jackets. He's proved that, and... If you really wanted to be super aggressive with this and try and get something, Adam Bocas could be one of those guys because teams could look at them and say, hey, this guy is a young up-and-coming defenseman. He's still young. He's still developing. He's got talent offensively. He's showing that he's getting better defensively, and you could use that to get some help, whether that be defensively or you use him to get some help offensively. So that's something to – uh, consider out there. However, mm-hmm. though, I, I don't necessarily think the Blue Jackets are quite ready to do that because he's still too young to give up on, in my opinion. Developing, unless, yeah. Unless the offer is just like ridiculously good that blows him away that you just have to say yes to it. Well. Like, perfect example. When the Blue Blackhawks come to the Blue Jackets in 2017 and say, we'll give you Artemi Panarin for Brandon Saad, you're like, okay, because you're probably not getting rid of Brandon Saad under normal circumstances. But when you have an offer like that, where they say Artemi Panarin for Brandon Saad, you're like, okay, here you go. And a similar yeah. thing could happen maybe with Adam Boquist. Did you know Panarin's 31 years old? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? I thought he was younger than that, but whatever. He, he came into the league. About that earlier. He came in. Um, Artemi, Artemi Panarin came into the league later at an older age, just like uh, Vladislav Oh yeah. Just, also, just like Madigan uh, says, she's watching from work. What's up, Madigan? How's it hello. going? Just Kyle like Hawk uh, says, Hawks lost that trade. You know it, dude. <laughs> they did. Absolutely. Hearts. Although I don't know that we won it by the end of it. Hartsy's right. They did. But so you wonder. So uh, our Tammy Panarin came in at, at a older age, just like uh, Vladislav Gavrikov for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, or even now. Uh, so, you know, we were talking about Boquist. I mean, think about it, though, too. Uh, now, he does have a $2.6 million contract. So that's not, like, the biggest in the world, but, like, someone does have to pick that up. Um, so, you know, even, uh, you know, packaging him with somebody else, too, maybe, like, you know, a, a, a Trafix Solanti, maybe, you know, because I've heard his name thrown around last year already uh, as far as it goes, too. Uh, you know, maybe a Carson Meyer type. You know, um as a package deal, I mean, get someone big, boom, that drops our cap then by 2.6. That gives us uh, 6.4 to mil, 6.4 mil to work with. We give a, a really great player a really nice contract as well mm-hmm. and, and come out with a piece because we are stacked right now. We've just been talking about this. has been the whole episode is, is talking about who's getting pushed out. Like, it's a push out. It's not a cut, really. No, I've been no. saying cut, but it's a pushing out. It's you're not just off a team. No, like it. You're right, Hefty Doug. It's more of a 
we have a lot of good options here and there's just not enough spots to fill it. And it's no disrespect to you. If you don't make it, that's fine because there may be some other team that may get you, or there may be some time down the road where we need you to play for us. And maybe you just play too, you're just playing so good down in Cleveland that you just get to the points. Like you're just playing too good and we need to, you know, pull you, pull you up. So you're right. It's not just your cut. It's just, there's just no spots. You know, we've said this on the show many times, which is in regards to many of these guys, you you're good players and you've shown potential and you can do good things. But the question is, who are you going to take off of this rot off of this roster? Who, whose spot are you going to take to put you in that spot, either lower in the lineup or higher in the lineup? And the answer time and time again, generally speaking, like 99% of the time has been no one. You're not taking anyone out of the lineup because that's just how it is. But it's a credit to what Yarmon JD and the rest of the Blue Jackets organization has done over the years to build up this so much depth that they have, that they have all these options. It's nice to have that and nice to know that you have that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Archie says Panarin Kane were a dynamic duo and they traded him for Brandon Saad. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, they got the short end of the shit stick on that deal. Well, it's about time to wrap it up. I want to start watching this game seriously a little bit yet before uh, I got to uh, wrap up my night as well. So uh, we can go around. For, uh, I'll say one more thing and then we can get into this. Is All right. Why and you gotta tell us about Ohio State legend Mason Laura. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. He just scored his first preseason goal last night against the Washington Capitals. Nice. Was it an empty netter? I didn't no, see I didn't see uh I didn't see replays of it all blasted on my feed for like fucking three days. Oh yeah, it's Sorry. Bizarre. No, that's all right. The Connor, yeah, I agree with you. The Connor Bedard glazing is pretty ridiculous, but uh, they're hyping up an empty netter. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Mason Lorai, <laughs> non-empty net goal, <laughs> non-empty net goal against Darcy Kemper, yeah. uh, like an actual NHL goalie too. It was nice. It was wow. a very nice shot by him. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you it's sent nice that to see. me in the you sent it to me to a DM on Twitter. I saw it's a nice shot from the point, and it was great to see. So, uh, so good for so good for you, Ohio State yeah. legend Mason Lorai. <laughs> good chance he makes the team. I think that's great. We'll be cheering them on. We'll be cheering them on. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's yeah. cool to know. So, uh, William, do you have anything to add here at the end? Do you have any people you think are getting pushed out, uh, et cetera? Is there anything you want to plug as well? No, I agreed with what you guys all said. Well, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Owen, you got anything else to add? Nope. I preached my gospel on Marcus Bjork and Spencer Martin. So, all I needed is a mailbox. <laughs> There's a reason why you're doing the the Spencer thing because you made a meme out of it, a shit post, a meme on Twitter, and like, hope it gets 300 likes, I'll get his jersey. And then it happened, and then now you just had some fun with it. And he's like your profile picture on Twitter, and like you've said, like you know Spencer Martin for Vesna and stuff like that. Is that a giant Gaudreau goal or is it Marchenko? That's a Gaudreau goal. Hey, let's go. W. It's a chili. 
Kill the champ. Kill it. They should. They need to put it after the goal song. They need to put it after the goal song. If it was after the goal song, there would be zero controversy. But because I'm so ready for for that was about to rock, and then decay, and then. Dun, 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 dun. Chili. Like it kills me inside. Just put it after the goal song, please. It would fi- it'd be fine. You know, everyone calms down from a what? Uh, 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 everyone calms down a little bit, and then do the chili chant, as opposed to skin. Like it feels like I'm getting cucked. All right, you know, it's just not cool. I, I want. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Uh, plugs. Plugs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of hot. Hard says someone plug in FHL for me, please, so that this is it right here. I plug in the FHL. I was just about to do that. No, go ahead and say something about it if you want more. So join the fantasy hockey league. We just finished our couple day long marathon, and if you'd like a team, please um, message um Artsy Wyan. Owen or me and Kevin. You can message Kevin too. And then we will get you a team. And thank you for watching the best podcast of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. What about your Twitter page, William? Oh, yeah. Um, Go follow me at that one CBJ fan on Twitter and TikTok. And um, I'm thinking about. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a blue jackets edit, and it should be done by um, the end of this weekend. Let's go. Do it. So stay tuned for that. Hell yeah. Wine, you got any plugs? All right. Follow me on Twitter at Bruins Wine, and for those of you that are in Claude Giroux's Nico League Two, aka the Yahoo Fantasy Hockey League. Um, remember that the draft is on Saturday at 6 p.m. Oh, shit. This Saturday? Yes, yeah, yes. this Saturday. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, so I'm just yeah. reminding you guys that it's Saturday, 6 p.m. Try not to miss it. You don't want to do stuff with an undrafted team. Like last time, what happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Word. pretty much it for me. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully uh, don't forget it. If you do forget it, make sure you at least have your auto picker set to the way you want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I guess I don't know. ESPN has auto picker. Yeah, I think the draft room opens at 530. I think it starts 30 minutes before the draft The draft room. So if you wanted to, like, queue up your draft, like, a little bit early, you could. Yeah. Nope. All righty. Oh, when you got some things to... Plug away. Um, follow Bjork Swag, aka Spend Swag. You know who it is. Um, <laughs> make sure you, you say your uh, your uh, five um, Hail Marys, so that way the demon won't come in your sleep. That's about it. <laughs> CBJ. Oh, sorry. I was watching this Twitter video. The Columbus Blue Jackets just posted. They found an adorable dog. It's a service dog in the uh, oh, arena. That. It's super important. If you got it, guys, gotta go check it out. Also, drink eight beers uh, and a Bloody Mary for Heartsy. 
<laughs> uh, Kev, man, hey, got uh, got some plugs, got some things to say. Do what you want. Yeah, I do. Right, as always, on, as always on the show, it's time. Yes, Cooper. Cooper, there it is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it it is my brother's dog, Cooper, the greatest dog of all time. Anyway, so everyone look at Cooper, and yeah, greatest dog of all my brother's dog, Cooper, the greatest dog of all time. Greatest dog. Anyways, um, so there's that. Um I, I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it again. It's just for just for the memes and the laughter. Please just wear this bring suit again, Lorensky. Just bring it back. It was during the 2016-2017 season. So you wore this suit. It was for the memes and laughter. People had fun with it, and the Blue Jackets won some games doing this. So, like, you know, bring back the suit just for the memes. Look how young he looks. Oh yeah, he's yeah. small. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at his hairline king. and everything. Yeah, what a king. Yeah. So body pillow. So um, yeah. So just for the memes and the laughter, please bring back this suit. And you know, the Blue Jackets won some games when you won the suit. So bring it back so the Blue Jackets can win some games again. <laughs> Anyways, knock on wood. Oh my god. Um, yeah. but oh, uh, yeah. let's see here. What? Oh, I got uh, right here. Don't forget subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just do the thing. Just you should do it right there. Subscribe to YouTube channel. Just if you're watching on Twitter, it. the link is on our Twitter right now. It's pinned to the yeah. top of our profile. Go so look at yeah. it. Out. Anyway, I subscribe to the YouTube channel. Anyways, so one last thing for me is um, there will be a fun special announcement coming soon. I can't say what it is yet, but it's coming soon, and it's going to be a great one, a fun one. Uh, everyone's going to like it. So uh, check, you know, be out on the lookout for that. And uh, check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jacket scene group that I that I do. And uh, follow Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. Hell yeah, brother. Well, I appreciate it all. Appreciate y'all being here with me again. Uh, appreciate all the, um, the viewers out there as well as the audio listeners. Y'all rock. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, yes, even just to listen is a support. Uh, you know, don't forget to do the things like Kevin said, press the button. So wherever the buttons are at, whatever they say, I don't always know um, or care. But um, yeah, do the things. Uh, very, very last thing I want to say is uh, I want to say a good uh, thing. We actually missed a few things tonight, but um, rest in peace to uh, Chris Snow, uh, you know, who passed away from uh, ALS this this last week. He was part of the Calgary Flames uh, staff. He was their assistant general manager. Um, and it's uh, very sad to hear of his passing. So I uh, hope uh, his, you know, family and uh, as loved ones are doing um, well uh, currently. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, 
watch this game, check us out, do the things. I gotta go. Yeah. So we'll see ya. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Peace.